This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wackerly? You don't look as haggard as usual. Is it because it's Monday and workday, well-rested after the weekend? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It's like a barrage of just like <laughs> yeah, I think you have, I stream think of one, consciousness. Two there. out of every three podcasts, you tell me how shitty I look or how shitty I normally look. Yeah, but what I don't understand is we were at the same place this past weekend, and I feel like shit today. I'm having a difficult time drinking this beer. Yet you just seem to bounce back. I think that just kind of goes to show that. Well, I'm very. I think virile. you might have a problem with alcohol. No, because I don't have a problem with because I'm not having a problem with the alcohol that I drank this past weekend no. somehow. And you are that tr- translates to me having a problem with alcohol. I'm just saying it. Look, you don't suffer the hangover because you have a high tolerance. No, Whereas I am like hungover. I've had bowel problems for the past like two days, and now I'm trying to drink this beer, and it's an ordeal. Uh, well, I am. I have been in training for for many years. <laughs> But well, I didn't drink. I was real. I was in bad shape yesterday, and I, I, you know, went to bed early. Didn't drink at all. I didn't even eat very much yesterday, which sometimes helps if you don't eat. If you just completely flush your system with just water the whole day. And you even drank two nights in a row, whereas I was only up there for oh, one yeah. night. But oh, yes. so, so let me backtrack a little bit. This past weekend, my sister threw a party. For her boyfriend, Big Jer, who's been on the podcast before. It's his 30th birthday. And she actually, you know, she's a pretty good girlfriend, if you think about it. Because I've had plenty of girlfriends, and none of them have ever thrown a party like that for me. She has pros and cons. Yeah, pros and cons. I think her irritable bowel syndrome's a con. Yeah. But anyway, she um, rented out a cabin, like, up in Shasta, which is, like, about three hours north of San Francisco. It was in the mountains. This big cabin, like, five rooms. There's, like, a, I don't know, like, a plasma TV and just... Or was it a plasma TV? Yeah, a pool. It was just like a full kitchen. She just bought like a ton of food from Costco. They had a barbecue. full keg there, a barbecue. And yeah, like, I don't know. Ping how many, pong. How many people there? 15 people? They even About had 15. air hockey there. Yeah, air hockey. Yeah, and it, and it was, I would say, a damn good party. It was pretty good. Why'd but, you bring Jaeger? <laughs> I brought Jaeger so I could make Jer get in rare Jaeger's, form. Here, let me break it down for you. Jaeger's for... 20th birthdays, not 30th birthdays. Yeah, but Jaeger would make yeah, Jer, drink, would take drink. Jer to the next level. He was already at some kind of level before he even got there with the Jaeger, but then I had to drink the Jaeger because it's there. And, you know, people put shots in front of your face. And I then, couldn't even drink it, though, anymore. Like, I, I, I basically reached my limit of Jaeger and I was like, nah, this is, I'm going to puke. Yeah. If I have any more, I'm going to puke. And Jer's For me, like, it's, it doesn't make you puke, it just makes you black out. Well, automatically so, it's panty peeler <laughs> well so they went up there for thursday friday and saturday you went up on friday and then i ended up just going just one night saturday which was kind of a waste it's kind of a long drive just for one night it's a really but fucking long drive. you guys just engaged in just like complete reckless debauchery friday yeah. and uh and saturday night and those guys were doing like a three-day drink fast well it was jerry's 30th birthday and it's my uh one of my last weekends of freedom because oh, my yeah. girlfriend's moving in. Your girlfriend's moving in. So that's why it was just the unfettered partying. Yeah, I had to go all out. But, I mean, it seemed like by the time I got... I knew this was going to happen, too. Like, I came up there with my girlfriend on Saturday, and you guys had already drank so much the night before that everyone was just kind of lame Saturday night. Except for Jer. <laughs> Once again, screw you. 
dude, you were just kind of like sitting around nursing your beer. Well, for, till about stroking your vagina till about seven p.m. And then I got like turned on the the <laughs> whatever. All right, I, I take the it charm, back. I guess I take it back. You you weren't really that lame because I think it Here's ended what up. Happened is you we were all down at the lake and you started drinking. Uh, like for an hour or so before we got back. Like at 3 so p.m. you were like had a buzz on, and we all got back from the lake, and we were just like tired from the sun, and you were all ready to, for like everybody to be drunk and in sync with you. And when that wasn't the case, now you're you're kind of frankly you're whining about it. Well, I'm not whining. I'm just saying everyone seemed to pass out around like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, and it just came down to like me, you, Jer. My sister even passed out. Yeah, well, they'd been there. I'd only been there for one day. You'd been, they'd been there for two days drinking before My that, girlfriend so. was up all night drinking too, though. Yeah. Well, she likes to get Taiwan on. I think my favorite part of the entire, in the entire experience, though, was it must have been I, – I was already, like I think, passed out at this point, And I think I was woken up by some hooting and hollering downstairs. And you were passed out at the table – my, sis, my sister told me, this is all hearsay. My sister said she went down because she was looking for her boyfriend, Jer. Couldn't find him. She went downstairs to find out like what this racket was. It was already like 5 in the morning. He was wearing a bathrobe and a Mexican wrestler mask. You were passed out Not the table. Not just any bathrobe. It was like a fancy Japanese bathrobe. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where he got it from or why he was he even wearing with it. Him. He's like, when I get really drunk, I'm going to want to have this on. Just put so on the bathrobe. It. Yeah, well, just in case you puke on yourself. It had, like, green satin and, like, white, you know, the rest of it was Was it terry cloth? No, that's what I'm saying. It's not just your run-of-the-mill bathrobe. It's, like, a fancy deal. Well, so she came downstairs. I guess she was sitting there by the keg just drinking straight from the the spout. (laughs) Right from the teat? Right from the teat. And then he finished the keg. I mean, he finished a full keg himself. He's actually sucking on it like a Slurpee. (laughs) Sucking on it like a nipple. Getting it all out of there. Like a cold, frosty nipple that it is. And then he started celebrating with hoots and hollers at five in the morning. Didn't even rouse you. You were just passed out at the table. And he had been having a conversation with you, I guess, for that entire time while you were passed out. Jerry likes to talk. And yeah, he doesn't he, care if you're listening or paying care attention if you're even unconscious. or speak the same language as him. He's just going to keep talking. Yeah, and you could die and he would still keep talking. Yeah, well, you'd rather have him talking than mounting you. That's true. That would have been bad. Yeah. But anyway, so she, she like woke up at like 5 in the morning. She's like, get to bed now. And uh, I think he kind of ambled off to bed, I think. What happened I'm not to me? even sure. I think she just left you there at the table. Somehow I made it out to my bed. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't even know how that happened. But yeah, I was just surprised that that guy, after three days of drinking, could stay up till five in the morning and finish the cake. That guy's a professional drinker. Yeah. He really is. He is. He has stamina. Now, I, I just felt that even though I was up there for one night, I really wanted to tie one on just because I had such a rough time getting up there. So what happened? Well, so first of all, I don't have a car. So I had to borrow my brother's car, which is always just an ordeal in itself. I mean, you got to like... Convince him to let you have the car. You got a deal. Like his car seriously smells like an ashtray filled with cum. But it, to talk to him, it's like a Rolls Royce. <laughs> He's so concerned about but this piece like of shit. But it's like a 1994 Honda Accord, which is a decent car. If 94. It was ta- if it was taken care of by like a normal person, but your brother, <laughs> he doesn't take very good care of this car. 
But he tell he talks like he does. I put plastic down before I even sit on the seats. Yeah, but that's not to keep the car clean. That's to keep yourself disease keep, free. Yeah, keep myself disease free. But I mean, seriously, he's like acting like I want to borrow his Lexus. And so, well, what were his? Didn't he give you some special rule? Usually, he'll make you change his oil if you're going to drive it somewhere far. But didn't you say he gave you some special rules? This no, time? he said he wanted the he wanted the the window cleaned. He wanted the car washed. He wanted a full tank of gas. He wanted window I was, cleaning. You can get a crackhead to do that for well, five cents. That's well, easy. I, I was just like what, what do you, what do you think i'm doing i'm driving on a highway up to this cabin he's like you're gonna be driving through cherry orchards and i'm like what are you talking about he told you you told me that he told you not to drive through cherry orchards. well that's what he was saying he was upset because he thought i was gonna be driving through orchards what? I, I don't know i think <laughs> did he, he think you were going on a serial killer spree with this that's what i imagine when i think of people driving through an orchard well i don't you I drive don't... past an orchard on the highway you don't drive, nobody drives through it except the people have to pick the damn trees I, I don't know like who goes through orchards anyways i Migrant don't go through orchards <laughs> and serial killers when you're trying to bury a body well so i went over to his house on friday six o'clock to go get his keys and he had already taken off for work i told him i was gonna be there at six he'd already left for work because he has to be there at seven because yeah. if he's late he's very to the punctual. gay bar <laughs> yeah i don't know what happens you get fisted or something i don't know well, so, he wants to get the good dicks. <laughs> he yeah, he want to get there early. Yeah, you want to. You don't want to get the lousy ones. That are yeah, left the early over. bird gets the good cock. Yeah, I, I don't know. So anyway, I had to go to his bar Friday night to go retrieve his keys, and so we go over there, and it's like you go to his bar, you kind of have to drink because you can't just stop in there, get his keys, and leave because yeah. he wants you to drink. And my brother pours like he'll pour like a whole like tall glass full of Jack and just a little splash of Coke. I don't he know if he just. I think he just wants to get you really wasted in the gay bar. He does that for you because you're his brother and the Twinkies who come in. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) For different reasons. So I'm sitting there and I'm getting wasted and I'm just kind of like, I'm sitting there talking to him and all of a sudden he just starts laughing and laughing. I'm just like, what? And and he's just kind of, points behind me and I, i'm like i turn around oh, that's not good that's there's not like good some sign. 70 year old naked gay man with a cock ring and a boner standing right behind me smiling <laughs> and i turn around and i'm like what are you doing dude <laughs> i mean seriously he was almost like tapping me in the back and i was just like all right dude i'm give me your keys i'm out of here <laughs> i was like i'm out I'm out, and this is exactly why I don't come to your fucking bar. Was this guy fully shorn, or did he have that, like, yellowy, white, scrotal mass down there? Well, I'm not as familiar with naked old men as you are, but he he was definitely, like, hairless. Okay. And he was, like, really tan and really old. Fat and just kind of thin? Kind of, like, pot-bellied. Yeah. But, I mean, I know he, was just, but he was just standing there butt-ass naked with a cock rig on. Yeah. Just smiling. Yeah. Well, who who was the boner for? I hope it wasn't for me, but my brother found it really funny. But you did say he was right behind you. He was standing right behind me smiling. Well. So, I don't know. I was just like, you know what, dude? Give me your keys. I'm out of here. So, I left. Whatever. Ended up getting kind of drunk Friday night. Not too bad. But the problem, the problem with his car is he parks it way over there on Eddie and Turk at that park near the projects. Yeah. Because I well, guess your brother's also cheap. So yeah. he's not going to pay to park anywhere. He safe. won't pay for a regular parking space. You got to go park by the projects, which kind of, for, for, to me, kind of sounds like he's contradicting the, the value. Like he thinks right. his car's so valuable. Don't drive it through the orchards, but park it in the projects. Yeah, but he doesn't care about that. So I'm like, all right, whatever. So I get up early because I want to leave early, walk in there about 830 in the morning, walking down Eddie, and there's a Planned Parenthood on Eddie Street. Do you ever know this right off of Van Ness? 
No. Yeah, I had no idea. I either. just take my girlfriend well, roller saw... skating with Jack Daniels. So. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about. It. I I just give her a cow hormone, but I, apparently <laughs> there's a Planned Parenthood right over there on uh, Eddie Street, and so I'm walking up and I see all these people standing in front of it with signs and like this some is Saturday, shouting. Right? It's Saturday morning, like eight thirty, and I'm, I'm walking closer and I'm like, dude, these are like pro-lifers, right? Like having a protest outside the the uh, Planned Parenthood. That's and, what they do. You know, I, you know, I had never seen it. I had read about it. I'd never it. seen it I'd in heard San Francisco. About that surprised me. They must drive in from the Central Valley or something. There must have been about 20 of them, and they were almost all senior citizens. They were old, and the funniest thing about it is I walk up there, and they're holding these signs with just, I mean, the most horrific signs I think I've ever seen. It was just like, <laughs> it was just like this big poster-sized sign of a baby just ripped to pieces. There was like an arm over here, a head missing its eyes. I'm just like... Jesus, dude. And it just, it said like, it said pro choice with a question mark. And then another one just had a baby with a bunch of needles stuck in its face. I don't know. Was it pro choice? He's never going to ner- learn now. It's all, it's all mutilated. Well, what I was wondering is like, where the hell are, the, are these people getting these abortion pictures? Mexico? Like, who does, who does abortions where they just render the fetus into pieces? It's Mexico. I, I could well, see that. Well, you know, I, to tell you the truth, I think that's how they do abortions everywhere. But in Mexico, the doctor will be like, yeah, you can take a picture. Just give me five pesos. <laughs> yeah, but dude, the baby doesn't come out all charred. Do they throw it in like a like a? They put it on like a Bunsen burner after they pull it out. No, dude, that's just what it looks like because it's not fully formed. I, I, this baby seriously was in <laughs> hey, pieces. I mean, I don't want to offend any women who have had an abortion, but what do you think they do? Yeah, dude, they, they don't s- pull it out by the toe hole. They chop it up and they the bits come out. No, they stick a sump pump in there and they suck it out. They, you <laughs> don't even see it. What do you think it looks it. like when it comes out the other end? Like of the a big sump gooey pump. mess. It's just like it's like plasma or something. It seriously, it looks like barf. Do you know how like babies vomit. are made? <laughs> no, but dude, these babies aren't like in their third trimester here. These are the first trimester when they're basically just soup. <laughs> and, and they look like seriously like Campbell's chunky soup. Yeah, I, you know what it's you know what it's like. It's like if you went to a burn ward and walked around with posters of like really horribly disfigured burned people. What are you against burning burn people? No, or people? But it's just like, look, <laughs> these girls are going to have a surgical procedure, a legal surgical procedure. It's abortion. Yeah, we realize it's not beautiful. It's like it's going to turn your fucking stomach, you know? Yeah, but I just think... But, like, just because it's gross doesn't mean people shouldn't be doing it. I just think this was, like, a gross exaggeration. I've never seen... I mean, I guess I haven't seen too many abortions, but I just can't (laughs) imagine them looking like this baby from, like, you know, Hellraiser or something just ripped to pieces. It sounds like they got to you. No, well, you know what, what they did get to me, and the reason being is I was walking by, and and this lady's kind of passing out pamphlets holding this, like, the poster of the charred... you know, cut it's up baby. Ch- it's not charred. Well, it was all black and purple. And so I it's look bruised. at her and I was like, she hands me a pamphlet and I was like, how much for the poster? And she's like, what? And I was like, uh, how much for the poster? She's like, the poster. I was like, yeah, that. I was like, I'd love to have that in my room. And she was just like, it's not for sale. I was like, oh, I and so I pull out my wallet. I was like, I have three dollars. She's Everything like, Everything is for sale. <laughs> I know. I was like, I have three dollars here. Because, dude, I mean, that would have been perfect for the Sick and Wrong Studio. Yeah. You know, I could have just put Sick and Wrong the podcast. You could make you know, a sick a sticker. Cut up baby, mutilated baby. It would have been great. Yeah, yeah. it would have been perfect. And she was like, No, right. not for sale. And so I was just like, you know, that's bullshit. It sounds like she was a little offended that you even called it a poster. (laughs) Yeah, I guess it was a picket sign. But I don't know, dude. It's a poster. It's totally a poster. Poster-sized. It's 
full color, glossy. Yeah, it was glossy. You, I mean, it was on cardboard, but whatever. I just mount it, put it on the wall. And so I answered. I was just like, you know, I, you I think mount it's... it, then put it on the wall. <laughs> oh, you'd well, mount yeah. it on the wall. Right? I'd mount it on the wall. You wouldn't like, cut a hole. In I'd probably it. just put it over my bed on the <laughs> ceiling. But so I was looking at her. I was like, I, I don't understand why you won't sell me the poster. And she's like, it's not for sale. And I was like, you know what? Fuck you and fuck your whole operation. I don't want your lame poster anyway. And I gave her but the you finger. Really did though. I did, <laughs> but I gave him the finger and I just walked away. But what's funny about it is in front of the Planned Parenthood, there's some kind of hot chicks that I guess were like the escorts for the girls coming in. Yeah. And uh, they're like looking at me. They're like, yeah, kind of cheering me on. Yeah, dude. Liberal, liberal chicks are always hotter than conservative chicks. Well, all I have to say is I promote fucking with the pro-lifers because pro-lifers suck. Scourge of humanity. Well, none of those women that, you know, protest outside of those things, nobody would ever want to fuck them anyways. That's why they're bitter. Well, you know what? They should get the baby. Here, take the baby. It's yours now. True. Go deal with it. Here. Maybe that's where they got the pictures. <laughs> Make another pro-lifer. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, it kind of put me in a bad mood. And then I went over and got my brother's car, and, and nothing actually happened to it. It was fine. And then, then I drove up there and had a you scintillating just, weekend you drinking. Should, <laughs> you should have taken the car and just driven straight through the, uh, the pro-lifer. I did go back there and like did, you know was and was blasting cannibal corpse with my finger extended again, but I didn't think it had much of an effect. Yeah, you showed him. Yeah, <laughs> I showed him. I did. Well, anyway, that's why I'm like having difficulty drinking tonight. But I think I'll be able to power down these beers. Yeah, this is just two beers. They're it's not a, even the big ones. They're just twelve ounce. Yeah, I think I'm going to have probably two, maybe three, but that's about it. I, w- I would love to see if uh, my sister and Jer are actually in good form tonight. I, I don't know. They th- they like their downtime. Well, I was telling That's why you- Jer can do that, because he has a training regiment where well, he'll, he'll have like three days of downtime, I think. Three days of just no drinking. Augmented by marijuana, maybe. But Yeah. But you know what, though? I, I did say one thing. I was like, Jared, don't deny society that bathrobe. Seriously, you should be wearing that all the time. Really? Don't you think so? I agree. Yeah. I mean, seriously. He San should, Francisco. It's not like anybody's going to say anything about it. He should be walking around Speedo, wrestler mask, bathrobe all the time. He could be one of those people who's just like known throughout San Francisco as the bathrobe uh, Mexican wrestling mask guy. Yeah. I think it would heighten their passion, personally. <laughs> I'm not interested in that. <laughs> So this is episode 87 here of Sick and Wrong. Quick recap of uh, last week. We did, um, it was episode 86. I did a story about a dentist who got his daughter drunk and then raped her. You did a story about a guy who blowtorched a retarded girl to death. And a listener sent in a story about a meth mom who um, cleaned her baby, baby's nose with like a meth Q-tip or something. Right, a swab. Well, uh, Wackerly, you won with 104 votes. I came in with uh, 86, and the listener had a mere 15 votes. Oh, man. Yeah, so uh, you actually um, took episode 86. Well, it's hard to beat that blowtorching a tard in your basement. Yeah, apparently that really appealed to people's sympathies. I was surprised. I thought, you know, seriously, a a dentist getting his daughter drunk, raping her. But no, it's... There was some question. We thought she was underage, but somebody wrote in and questioned whether she was underage. We thought that she was underage because they didn't say her name, but apparently any rape victim, even if you're 45, they won't give your name out. Yeah, but would it matter if she was of legal age? I mean, she still got raped by her father. I think it does matter to people, because now she's just a creepy weirdo who got drunk and had sex with her dad. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. (laughs) If she's like 22. Well, people, you know the way Sick and Wrong works. Wackerly and I comb the internet for the most disturbing news items of the week. We present them here on the show, The Audience Votes. Winner gets a case of beer. We throw in a wild card with a listener's submission. 
And uh, you can vote sickandwrongpodcast.com. I'm not sure. Did you start last week? Yeah. All right. So let me kick off the show here. Episode 87. I have a story, grisly story, involving white supremacists and the murder of homeless men. It's happened in uh, Boston. Black homeless men. <laughs> you know what? White homeless men. That's the twist. You're going to be getting to Where's this. the brotherhood? Klansmen? You know, <laughs> that's, that's why I was kind of surprised by this. I guess it's like, I think they just want to beat on some homeless people. Well. So following a two-year investigation, police in uh, Boston, Massachusetts arrested two alleged white supremacists. For the April 2005 murders and mutilation of two homeless men. Boston, you said? Uh, right outside of Boston. It's actually Hingham, Massachusetts. So this isn't the Klan. This is like straight up skinhead types. These are skinheads. Yeah, Klan yeah. is more down in the South. I think. Yeah, these, de- these guys are definitely on Klansmen, although I'm sure they respect the Klan. Oh, there's a, yeah, they love each other. but These guys are just... Different uh, organizations. These guys are those typical dense skinheads. Yeah. Just the dudes that can't even spell the word fascist. They're just idiots. <laughs> All they're, they're just filled with hate and violent. So um, Eric Jeremy Snow here, 25 years old, and James Scott Winquist, 23, uh, were both arrested uh, August 31st and charged with, a murder, charged with murder after law enforcement listened to recorded phone conversations between the two men discussing the killings in detail. So it sounds like they had a little bit of a sting operation going on. Yeah, well, it's like a two-year investigation, which is kind of surprising me because skinheads typically are retarded, and you'd think it'd be pretty easy to catch them. You yeah, know? <laughs> but they, uh, I think they push a lot of meth around, too, so maybe they're trying to get a bigger bust. Yeah, you know, but you know, if these accumulate guys... Accumulate a lot of evidence but, instead of just busting them on some small-time thing. But if these guys even had a modicum of intelligence, they wouldn't be discussing the killings over the phone. Right. These aren't like, these aren't like crime kingpins. Yeah, they don't, they don't figure that shit out. <laughs> we're, we're not talking about they're criminal like, masterminds here. It was probably their mom's phone, you know. So it kind of cracks me up. The two men reportedly met while inmates in 2003. So always the beginning of a good white supremacist friendship Pecker in prison. Woods. Yep. Have we Pecker talked about Woods. that before? Is it, isn't that like the uh, code word for dudes that? Well, yeah, because it's it's PW, which is WP backwards for white power, and they can they can get that tattoo in jail and not get fucked with oh, by the by Pecker the officials. Woods. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I, I think it's that. illegal to you know to be getting like a. a but you can go a in there with a swastika hatred. tattoo, can't you? Right, but if you you know if they catch you giving somebody else a swastika tattoo in jail, I think you get reprimanded. <laughs> so they'll have like Woody Woodpecker on their But neck. you don't get any pudding for a couple days? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> pudding will be coming out of something, but not going in your mouth. So uh, two years after they met, a few days after Snow was released from prison, Snow and Winquist allegedly threw a flare into a tent in a park in which uh, two homeless men were sleeping. Uh, William Trapperin, 44 years old, and David Lyons, 46. They were living inside this tent, and apparently they threw the flare in there. Someone inside the tent screamed an obscenity at the two men, at which point Snow and Winquist decided it was a great idea to go home and get baseball bats. Mm. So apparently uh, they went back there, and uh, the bodies of uh, the two homeless men were found a couple days later in an abandoned military bunker outside the park. Autopsies determined that both men died of severe head trauma. You know what I, what I find interesting about this is, so these two homeless guys just live in a tent. They threw a flare in there. 
Do you think homeless men would ignite like a car being exploded? You know how like cars in movies, when they go over a cliff, they just yeah. kind of blow up in like a big, huge <laughs> gas explosion? Do so, yeah. you think homeless men, because of how much alcohol is in their system well just horrible alcohol like straight rubbing alcohol or thunderbird plus they're usually very hairy and hair the hair catches on fire so dust also can start big uh, explosive situations and if they're they're a rather dusty bum then they can definitely hobo. yeah they can ignite yeah. yeah well these guys actually sound what like they, they might have the been hobos together, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know are these are these gay hobos well, as if burning them alive wasn't enough, they had to go back and get the aluminum bats and finish the deal here. So for years, uh, Winchrist, a little history on these two guys, uh, these two model citizens. Uh, apparently, Winchrist displayed a large Nazi flag in his mother's basement where he lived. and has must an, have been really proud. <laughs> he has an I hate you and a Nazi SS bolt tattooed on his forearm. So I hate you on one arm. And a Nazi SS tattoo on the other. Well, I mean, why doesn't he stop beating around the bush and just get a swastika? What's up with that? Like, people well, might not know. know what the SS bolt means, or, I mean, who's he trying to kid? Maybe maybe swastikas are kind of played out with the Aryan Brotherhood. Yeah. They're just like, you know what, dude? That's like getting a Tasmanian devil, <laughs> you know, tearing out of your arm. It's like anyone can go get well, a swastika. Why doesn't he get a Hitler mustache tattooed on his lip? <laughs> Now that would be hardcore. Think you of the respect, of respect he would in prison. Yeah, in prison, he got a lot of respect. So, according to authorities, the two men identify themselves as founders uh, founders of their own small white supremacist gang called the Brothers of Blood or Brotherhood of Blood. Uh-huh. So they founded their own little uh, gang here. You'd think they'd be looking for new members, you know, maybe recruit these hobos. But well, I wonder if they, do you think the clubhouse was in the mom's basement? Yeah, I do. It's kind of funny. So, so they're like kind of hanging out in the mom's basement. Like, you know what we need? We need a gang. <laughs> they could always take over the tent now that it's been vacated. Dude, I'm just surprised that the mom would even deal with that. Like, here's her, her Nazi son living in her basement with a big swastika flag on the wall. Don't you think she'd be upset? My dad would not have tolerated <laughs> that. My dad would have been like, get out of the house. You she's know? probably a heroin junkie. Yeah, I mean, maybe she's into it. Maybe she's like a skinhead chick. Yeah. I always love when you meet when you see the skinhead. Don't skinheads. take no shit from them blacks. <laughs> when you see the skinhead, and then you see the skinhead chick who's got like the Chelsea cut, you know, like the <laughs> whole shaved head. No, that's what's called. It's called they get the that shaved head and they just bangs. Yeah, it's the most horrible look ever on a girl. <laughs> but apparently, skinheads are really into that. It's just it's it's horrible. I'd rather just go full on Sinead O'Connor, just take it all off. So here's my favorite part of the story. According to the police report, a witness reported seeing Snow and Winchris putting bats and their clothes into garbage bags. I imagine they must have been rather bloody. While allegedly claiming to have beat up some bums on the street. The witness then claims to have driven the men to the home of Snow's mother where they buried the severed right hand of one of the victims. According to the witnesses, Snow and Winchris later returned to the home, dug up the hand, and brought it with them to a party to show off as evidence of their crime. So attendees at the party, to which the men allegedly brought the hand, claimed that Snow and Winchris told partygoers that the hand belonged to a homeless man that they had killed. They were waving it around and asking people if they wanted to hold it. Allegedly, Sweet, the- <laughs> dude. Thanks for coming to my party. Now get the fuck out. <laughs> Why are you bringing severed limbs of homeless men to my party? I don't know. Allegedly, they went on to imitate the gurgling death sounds of the homeless men, as well as the crunching sounds of breaking their skulls with the bats and the men begging them to stop. 
I think that's like A-list material at a skinhead party. Is it a skinhead party, or are you just two skinheads that showed up at some like normal people's party? I don't think the skinheads would go to a normal party. Yeah, it had to have been right. a skinhead party, especially if there they're might just be a like Mexican there or something. <laughs> yeah. Ruin the whole affair. <laughs> well, especially if they're just like, you know what? We can't just go to the party empty-handed. <laughs> I think we need to go back and get the hand. Good idea. <laughs> but you know what is the gurgling? I mean, the gurgling death sounds. It's like, hey, everybody, it's imitation time. <laughs> Gather around. Okay, so we were killing these two homeless people earlier today, and uh, they're choking on their own blood, and they kind of sounded like this. <laughs> it's like you think they both get up there with microphones. Hey, yeah, but what about the crunching of their skulls with the bath? That was like, you know, it's like it's what like it, performance art. Yeah, I wonder if people were into it. Do you it. think they played Pictionary later? Oh, <laughs> uh, a stick figure. Um, you beating the hell out of ho- some homeless guy with a bat. As you can imagine here, both Snow and Winquist have uh, lengthy criminal records and have been in and out of jail since before and after both these killings. I guess uh, the first time one of them had been arrested was age eight. And uh, the other guy, Winquist here... Uh, is currently facing charges that include statutory rape and trying to run over a bike- bicyclist while driving drunk. <laughs> so apparently in uh, Massachusetts here, homeless men are a common target of attacks by racist skinheads and white supremacists, primarily because they're vulnerable and usually defenseless targets. In the past two decades, racist skinheads have murdered at least 13 homeless people in that area. Which is just stupid because you're an ex-con, you're white trash, you're illiterate you flunked out of high school you think you'd want to maintain some other people underneath your social status you know at least to look down upon if you kill all the homeless people you are now the bottom rung you think they'd have some kind of kinship i was surprised like at first when i read this i was like you know these guys must be black but apparently both these homeless men were white yeah so white victims it'd be and they'd be and you know as you said they're vulnerable so they'd be easy to recruit and that's how you start a cult or a big clan, you know? It could be. I don't know. The They'll whole do thing, anything for like a dime. I don't know, the, one, the one thing I got off this from this article, though, is that it's, it almost would be, you know, San Francisco has a homeless problem. And I think the reason San Francisco has a homeless problem, not enough skinheads. Uh-huh. So maybe as uh, Mayor Gavin Newsom, you know, that he's trying he to solve some? the homeless problem, bring some skinheads. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. It, it might work. I think uh, I don't think that's gonna fly. You know what my theory is? What they should do? If I was to run for mayor, I'd be like, you know what? We're gonna take all the homeless people. I got an idea here to deal with the problem. We're gonna put them on a bus and we're gonna drive them over to Oakland. <laughs> no, dude, we have enough. <laughs> drive them to Boston, dude. I guarantee people in the city would be like, yeah, that's a good idea. That might work. Drive them to Boston. Just go get a really smelly bus. Put oh, them it'll on. be smelly. Don't <laughs> worry about it. As just soon as drive them over a to Oakland. Of the way across the bridge, it'll be smelly. Where do you live, Wackerly? <laughs> There's, so, there's enough. They'll, they'll congregate to where I live if you get them over there. So on the me. sick and wrong star scale, I mean, it could have been enough that they just murdered and mutilated these two homeless people. But the fact that they actually brought a hand with them to the party, imitated the gurgling death noises of these two homeless men. I'm going to have to give this a four and a half. Uh, I'll give it four stars. Four stars? Yeah. All right. I'll take that. That's a decent, that's a decent score. Uh, I have nothing more to say about it. What if they would have brought the head to the party? Then it would have been five stars. All right. So it was just a hand. Like, okay. Four and a half stars, four stars. Just That's a good. really smelly bum head with a giant <laughs> beard. They would have been pouring alcohol in it and uh, <laughs> alcohol would have been running out Turn of the ground. Turn it into a bong. <laughs> so what do you have here for episode 87? Episode 87. 
Um, this story happened in San Jose, California, just a little bit south of here. Hometown. Here, I'll just, I'm going to spout off a bunch of gibberish, which is these people's names. Ha Nguyen, 48 years old, and Zbigniew Makowski, number 62. You know, I think it's 62. pronounced win. Win? Win. All right. I just learned that the other day. Oh, yeah? Do you have a Korean friend or something? Vietnamese? No, no I was talking about, do uh, you know who Tila Tequila is? She's that stupid MySpace slut that has like a million friends and now she's like a porn star or something. No, but it sounds interesting. Her last name is Nguyen and I was like pronouncing it as Nguyen and someone else was like, or some Vietnamese person I work with was like, it's actually Nguyen. Like, <laughs> so he's proud to be of the same ethnicity as this MySpace yeah. porn star? <laughs> MySpace whore. Okay. Well, I learned something new. Um, apparently this couple have been charged with child endangerment, uh, of their four children. Uh, one of them is a one-year-old baby were found in their apartment where they had been conducting illegal plastic surgeries, illegal plastic surgeries, uncertified, uh, unsanitary needles everywhere, dirty bandages all over the house. I take Um, it. They're not doctors. No, (laughs) (laughs) they're Vietnamese and. This guy is what? Russian? Polish? Was he going for a sex Romanian? change or something? No, he works. With, it's his wife. Okay. He's married to this Vietnamese woman, and they have this little business running out of their home. Got this little operation going on. Yeah. Apparently, one woman who received a facelift and tummy tuck now has thick three-inch scars next to, next to each ear, scars above each eyebrow, <laughs> under her lower lip, and a 15 to 18-inch long scar across her stomach. That's where, I guess, the tummy tuck happened. Uh, according to California Medical Board spokeswoman Candace Cohen. Now I reali- Cohen, how do you say that? It's a Jewish name, right? Cohen. Cohen. Now, I realize you would save some money by going to these under-the-table doctors here, these unlicensed, unprofessional <laughs> Probably doctors. Probably illegal alien. But, but uh, seriously, though, dude, wouldn't you, like, I don't know, have some, like, forethoughts? Like, some apprehensions? couple? Yeah. You're you're playing into my angle on this also. The uh, a former client is how the cops found, well not even the cops the authorities some for some reason the cops have not really been alerted to this or care I guess because it's voluntary the women go there uh you know it's it's an agreement you're gonna do this to me it it's not they're not certified so they're like breaking laws but I guess the cops don't really care about it, it just doesn't sound like it. Well, anyways, this woman uh, who's a former client reported her. That uh, she was, and it's funny because she was pissed because this woman, Win was uh, actually collecting welfare, but still collect, also making like $500 a day on this black market. Yeah, I uh, thought doctors make a lot of money. <laughs> well, not on the black market. It is a lot. Of, I mean, 500 bucks a day is a lot of money, Dude, but not doctor Who really money. needs to go to medical school? I guess, well, if, with as the internet? As, you, as long as you keep your clients happy... Then you'll be fine. The problem is every one of these clients was pissed off because they're permanently disfigured. Yeah, all, I could see. All the victims, all the former clients slash victims were Vietnamese. <laughs> so we're talking fresh off the boat. So, so this must fly in Vietnam. I bet you they're just like, you know what, there's probably, is there even a medical school in Vietnam? <laughs> it probably is, yeah. They operate <laughs> on monkeys and dogs before they eat them. Um, but here, there's a little more detail into how this scam worked. Um, so, uh, when advertised a legitimate business, which is, this is pretty crazy, permanent makeup tattooing. I don't know if you've heard of that. Oh, I have actually Women heard have, of that. Their um, eye, like permanent eyeliner. Well, everything, lips, eyes, uh, all the makeup shit. 
Yeah. So you never actually have to put on any makeup. Yeah, you just wake up and you have you know your makeup's on. If you want to change it, I don't know. I guess you're fucked. So how'd she segue into permanent makeup tattooing to doing well, like actual come, women, surgeries? Women would women would come in for that, and then she would try to persuade them. Of which she only succeeded with what did I say? Seven. Um, she would pr- try and persuade them to. Uh, undergo these more invasive cosmetic surgeries no i don't think so (laughs) (laughs) yeah but every once in a while some good woman would be like yeah my chin is uh jolly very jolly how much forty (laughs) dollar forty dollar what a bargain (laughs) what a bargain for me (laughs) yeah yeah well i'm not gonna go (laughs) (laughs) you know what that's the first time i've ever attempted a vietnamese accent on this show it's not bad maybe we should stick to south asian accents I think we do a lot better than the Northern European ones. You mean for everyone, even if the article's from Australia, we'll still do a South Asian yeah, accent? Yeah, why not? <laughs> All right, I, I could see that working. <laughs> well, um, and actually, this just so these people are in jail right now. But in 2003, Wynn uh, was also investigated for por- performing a botched genital surgery Jesus. that became infected. Okay, now I can see, like, <laughs> don't touch my face, because if you fuck up, it's going to show. But, like, maybe some liposuction... Because Tommy that, Tuck. Yeah, I mean, if the scar doesn't heal, whatever. I won't wear a bathing suit. Yeah, you, know? you don't wear a bikini all that often. No. But now you're going to go down near my fucking stuff? <laughs> <laughs> no. Don't mess with my junk woman. What, what, yeah. what, was she performing this general procedure on a man or a woman? It had to be a woman. Well, what type of procedure? I mean, I think it was probably a labial trim. <laughs> Vaginoplasty. Yeah, well, whatever you call some, it. Some women seriously. What else do you do down there? Some women seriously need to make it tighter. Yeah, that's why I'm a proponent for vaginoplasty. Well, wait, are we talking about two different things? Is there something to make the hole tighter? And, but there's another one where you trim the lips because they're like hanging down, like yeah. a fu- couple of fucking mud flaps off the back of a Mack truck. So I worked at a strip club. I've seen a lot. I've seen quite a few vaginas in my lifetime, <laughs> and there's some that really do look like a bulldog eating mayonnaise. I mean, seriously, they hang down well, like jowls. Mayonnaise is <laughs> okay, well, after I'm done. <laughs> But anyway, what I'm saying... Yeah, usually before, because didn't those girls have yeast infections before you went down there? <laughs> yeah, I didn't always check. But no, what I'm saying is like Just a lot of these girls out. have like these, you know, beef curtain-like labia, and they want to get them trimmed to make I mean, them I'm all like pretty. I mean, I'm like three or four inches per side. There was a girl that I worked with that could tie it in a knot. <laughs> it was like she would tie it together, and that was like... Like a present to make it nice for the people. She'd make so much in tips, like seriously. <laughs> The stage would be covered in dollar bills. Because <laughs> they wanted to pay. It was so disgusting. They wanted to pay her to get the labiaplasty. <laughs> like, God damn, woman. Here's $100. Get that shit tightened up. It's <laughs> like a flying squirrel. Well, anyways, she was investigated for this in 2003. Botching it, by the way, as I think I mentioned. But the woman who made the complaint moved away, and the case was never pursued. I assume she went back to back to Vietnam with her, with her sh- deformed messed pussy. Up vagina. Um, one woman, uh, when operated on, apparently was so desperate, and this is why. This sometimes uh, we have a lot of stories like this, but I just don't have any sympathy for these victims because they're fucking retarded. No, I don't have. I don't have a single shred of sympathy well, for any of those victims. One woman, Wynn operated on, apparently was so desperate to have the botched surgery fixed, the surgery that Wynn botched, that she offered to clean and cook for Wynn to pay for more treatment. To get another surgery from yeah, the one that she botched it. beforehand? Right, to fix it. Despite the scars on her face, the woman also later asked Wynn to perform a $500 tummy tuck, which also resulted in a disfiguring scar. 
The woman ultimately paid Wynn a total of $3,000 for all these surgeries, which just kept getting progressively more and more horrible and making it look more and more like Frankenstein. I, I sense a cultural difference here because, I mean, may, maybe that's are you why— Are Vietnamese people are stupid? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not saying that's, that's exactly what I'm trying not to say. I'm just saying maybe there's a cultural explanation of this. You know, I mean, they eat dog Belief over there. magic that, it... <laughs> like, you know, you look really bad now, and she made you look bad, but the next one, you're going to look like a movie star. Dude, I'm just saying, in this country, I don't even think people that live in, like, the Appalachian Mountains would go to a guy that's like, yeah, I know how to do surgery. Yeah, but then again, like you said, you worked in a strip club. Think of all the really bad boob jobs you've seen, where you're just like, what yeah. were you thinking, and yeah. who did that to you? Yeah, that's, and didn't that's true. you didn't you go talk to any previous clients and be like, wow, that woman's tits like fucked up. I'm not going to that guy. I always thought they used to work for a carnival or something. But <laughs> <laughs> they swallowed some beach balls. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they were bred like that. Maybe, you know, I don't know. So uh, Win is in jail, and her husband, this Makowski guy, is in jail also because apparently he would like pick up the victims, um, and he also it says here would help clean the surgical wounds. So do you think they were put under? Like, what'd she give them, like a fifth of vodka? Like, wait till they passed out so and then, like, cut up their labia? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I don't understand it. Uh, God. Maybe they just hit them with a bat. Cut <laughs> <laughs> them a lot of MSG-laden Vietnamese It's a Vietnamese food. anesthesiologist. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you know, on the sick and wrong scale, God, that's disgusting. It's these people. I don't have much sympathy for the victims, but no. the fact that these people are doing basement surgery and going back on multiple victims and going back for more... I think I'm going to have to give that five. Really? I'm going to give it a four and a half. I'm giving it a five because it's absolutely disgusting. It is really disgusting. And I just imagine it... These people are disfigured for life from this. Yes. For sure. Nothing's going to help them. Well, we'll see what the listening audience has to say about that. But hopefully... I don't know. Maybe the Vietnamese listeners will be like writing into us saying, Hey, what are you talking about? My grandfather's a doctor. He never went to med school. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't want them to get all he pissed off. He works out of my basement. What's the big deal? <laughs> it's the way we do it. They just never understand our culture. <laughs> so the listener submission this week comes from uh, Aubrey, who I think has uh, written to the show several times. Um, she, Aubrey writes here, on a side note, with all the talk of tattoos lately, because uh, last show we were talking about tattoos, she says, uh, no one has mentioned what these tattoos contain and where they would fall on the shitty tattoo hierarchy. Wait, did you skip the listener submission? No, I'm, I'm saying she wrote this, and she's oh, the one who submitted this is the that. introduction. Yeah. Okay. She says, I have a lot of tattoos that people don't care about, but one in particular gets a lot of attention, especially uh, when I go to school. Here, let me find this here. She said, uh, when I go to school functions, I have two children. Or uh, when she talks to in-laws, apparently they uh, give a lot of negative attention to her tattoos. She sent a picture. It's from the Dwarves Free Cocaine album cover. And since it's on the back of my neck, whenever I take the picture, it looks a little crooked, but it really isn't. And She's so, saying when she takes a picture with her own hand stretched behind her neck. Yeah, it looks a little crooked. And so, yeah, I'm actually quite familiar with the picture. I love the Dwarves. And it, I, I think you've seen it. It's the Skull and Crossboners. I actually have a T-shirt with that on it. It's like two like dicks in the background with a skull on it. It's pretty cool. I don't know about a tattoo. Although on, on Aubrey, it seems to look pretty good. She likes dicks. Yeah. And I, skulls. I could just imagine what the in-laws... Jolly Rogers. <laughs> I could just imagine what the in-laws must say about that one. But, you know, to, to someone who does, who's never seen that before, who's not familiar with the dwarves, what would you think if you were, like, doing a chick doggy style, she takes her shirt off, and she's got this big skull and crossboner tattoo on her back? Um, I would be like... Would you wow. be more aroused? <laughs> Or less. I'd be like, oh, this is so cool. I hope to God she doesn't get pregnant. 
And well, if she does, we're going right to Planned Parenthood. In answer to your question about uh, tattoos, one of my tattoos is actually on the website uh, this this week. I, I I think you attached it to uh, on, underneath episode eighty six. Uh, yeah, but I wasn't paying attention, so you have to remind me. Well, it's kind is of that like chick fucking the dolphin. No, no, it's it's the one. That, so it's on my uh, right shoulder, and it's a picture of like it's. I guess you could say it's kind of crudely drawn, but that's the idea. It's a picture of me having doggy style sex with a woman, and it says me, and then a picture of your mom. Oh, right. It's like yeah. a stick figure. It's like a stick figure. So I got that one on my arm. And then uh, on my back... What's that I, up on your shoulder where I can't see it? Yeah, it's underneath. I don't, I'm not going to take my shirt off wackily. <laughs> and then on my back, I have that Hulk Hogan tattoo. The tear out? Yeah, it's pretty sweet. No, it's, like a, it's a pretty sizable Hulk Hogan tattoo. And on the it's right... It's not a tear out, though. No, but What's I have that the, on your stomach? Your abs? No, I have the unicorn tear out on my other shoulder. Oh, okay. Yeah, the unicorn just kind of tearing out with his horn. I it's probably, all bloody. I don't even look at you. Ever. I know. Well, you it's know, it's great. I've I've learned to just completely block your entire body out of my vision psychologically. Well, I keep my tattoos covered because they're really just for the ladies, <laughs> you know. And and seriously, I've yet. Which do they like best? The tear out, the Hulk Hogan, or the stick figure of you fucking someone's a vague mom? Person's mom. <laughs> well, you know what? Really, girls are usually into the unicorns. <laughs> I don't know why. I get so many chicks. I'll go to the bar. That's your good side. As yeah, far as the girls I'll, are I'll go concerned. to the bar because it's. It's not all that impressive. Like, it doesn't really make chicks all that wet when you, like, take your shirt off and they have, you know, Hulk Hogan on your back. But the unicorn tattoo gets them every time. Well, it's the teaser. It pulls them in the softer side. And then when you're deep in the throes of passion, that's when you flex the Hulk Hogan tattoo. And And you're like, yeah! Yeah. That's who's fucking you. (laughs) Well, that's when I'm really going at it. And then your mother will be like... I don't know how they're going to see it on your back. (laughs) And then your mother's just like, I love your tattoos. (laughs) So, uh, Aubrey, in answer to your question on the shitty tattoo hierarchy, mine's actually kind of towards the bottom because my tattoos are cool. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, the the shitty tattoo hierarchy, the pinnacle is the worst. Keith and the girl tattoos. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> those are the worst. Unicorn tattoos that really is. I tearing can't, out of your flesh. I those are cool. I can't think of anything else worse. So Aubrey sent in quite a gem of a story here. I don't know if you read about this one. It's great. I actually saw this, but I passed it up for my article. Uh, Chinese woman's needle ordeal. Uh, these needles were revealed by hospital x-rays. I'll have to show you this picture. We're going to have to put it on the site. This woman must have had like 100 needles inside of her. So inside of her where, like in her stomach or in all her throughout vagina? her body, like in her stomach and her body and her neck, just all over. And, you know, something like this could only happen wrong. Something like this could only happen in China or Mexico. So doctors in China had discovered 26 sewing needles embedded in the body of a 31 year old woman. They think they were inserted. They think they were inserted into Luo Sifan's body when she was a baby by her grandparents because they were upset that she was not born a boy. <laughs> so they're just jamming needles into her. This is like a passive aggressive way to murder your girl child. Like I just always, get it over with already. I always thought they just took him to the water bucket outside and just drowned him. Did they don't they yeah, do that it's anymore? Like they couldn't they didn't uh, have, you know, the testicular fortitude to do that, so they just decided to torture the child. I just don't understand that. I thought that was like birth control in China. <laughs> I mean maybe it's news to me that they don't do that anymore, but I don't know. I was that on differ. the posters? 
You know, it should be. (laughs) So some of these needles have uh, penetrated vital organs, such as her lungs, liver, and kidneys. One is even broken into three pieces in the woman's brain. So they're actually shoving these needles into her brain. Into the soft spot. (laughs) The needles were discovered only when Miss Lou went to the hospital complaining of blood in her urine. So she lived 31 years with these needles sticking out of her. She was like a human pincushion. Had no idea. Until all of a sudden she's like, there's blood in my pee. Yeah. I don't know. She was given a routine x-ray. She's not pee-peeing in anybody's coke. No. (laughs) She was given a routine x-ray, which revealed the needles. Up until then, she had been in good health. I guess there's uh, several operations that are necessary now. A team of 23 doctors, including five from the States and Canada, are debating how best to remove the needles from her body. Just throw her in the well already. Come on. (laughs) The chief doctor at the hospital said that removing the needles would be a long, complicated procedure requiring, requiring several operations. The first of these is expected to take place next week when uh, seven needles will be removed. Uh, The hospital is doing the first operation, which will cost 170,000 yuan, which I guess is around $22,500. They're doing that whole operation for free. Because I imagine this this woman probably doesn't have that, you know, that much money. No, but this, this is also, fuck. this is what's different, the differences between doctors and like you and me. If I hear that I have to do something, what do they say, long and complicated at work? I'm just dreading it. I'm not flying to China to do it. Yeah. <laughs> if you say long and complicated, I'm like, no, not going to do that. Yeah, but for doctors, this looks great on their resume. They're like, yeah, we pulled out a bunch of needles out of this Chinese girl. Uh, and everyone's just I, like, I stopped You're trying sweet, to dude. pad my resume when I was like 22. <laughs> <laughs> what, dude? Burger King doesn't look good? No. <laughs> so doctors. Unless you're the shift manager. <laughs> Doctors believe the needles were inserted into the woman when she was just a few days old by her grandparents. They believe she was disappointed that she was not a boy. But there's no way to confirm this theory as both the grandparents are now dead. Right, and burning in hell. (laughs) (laughs) In many rural areas, uh, boys were and still are valued much more highly than girls. One reason is that they can carry on the family name. So, um, Well, these are fucking backwards people. You know, that, I mean, these are backwards country Chinese fucks. Well, it's just interesting Not that everybody in China is like that. I mean, the cities are cosmopolitan, but this is like deep woods, backwards. Mainland China, like back yeah, where they carry a duck under their arm. fucking retard with a banjo type shit. Well, that's where they have those like deformed babies that right. are, like grow like eight feet tall. Yeah, or the people with the, you know, 50 pound tumor on their face that nobody just did, don't, nobody did anything about for years and years because they're just backwards morons. But what I don't understand about this is why would you kill all the girls? Don't you think? Well, think if you're a boy, how much it sucks. Especially if you're an ugly child like yourself. (laughs) Yeah, but there's one girl for every twenty dudes. In the end, though, I mean, they're not going to be able to perpetuate their population. (laughs) Didn't they say that they're going to run out of females like in about twenty years? If these grandparents have anything to do with it, yeah, I don't know. They'll probably, but the Chinese, the Chinese are smart though. The ones that live in the cities, they'll come up with some type of a test tube process. Test tube where the boys can just jerk off into the tube, and another boy will come out, and there won't be any Chinese chicks anymore. Well, don't they just create? Yeah, because they'll just be these worker drones. Don't they create those fake vaginas? It's like they're just a midsection. Aren't those all made Maybe, in Hong Kong? Maybe, but I think that's, uh, I think that's uh, a relic of times gone by. I think in time, the Chinese boys will learn to just use the test tube without the fake vagina. Well, I've seen the movie Weird Science. Yeah? And I bet you things like that happen in China. 
I don't remember the weird stuff. Is that the one with Kelly LeBron? I always get that Kelly one. Kelly LeBron, yeah. yeah. See, I get that They made one, her, remember? I get that one confused with the real genius. That was Val Kilmer. Right. But this is the one with Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah, and, and they uh, made that chick. Yeah, but that was purely so they could have sex with it. Well, I imagine there's Chinese guys that would like to do that. Well, apparently they would like to make other dudes. I, I don't know what's wrong with these Chinese people, but... Yeah, maybe we should have our Chinese fans write in. So, on the sick and wrong scale, I'm giving this five stars. Oh, I'm giving it five stars. I I'm, almost want to break out of the star scale for this one because it disgusts me. It, it absolutely disgusts me. I mean, they were inserting needles into this girl since she was just an infant. And then she's just been walking around with him. For, you know, it's like, she's one of those people who she's just in pain, but she doesn't even know that she's in pain because she's always been in pain. Yeah, exactly. She probably had no idea. Right. How did she wear a hat? <laughs> what? I don't get it. Because there are pins sticking out of They stuck them in her head. <laughs> They're not sticking out as you would have seen them. They're embedded. Dude, I bet you seriously. She probably just, she was born with them. She's had them since she's been an infant. She just probably thought they were extensions of her body. Well, what's going to happen is they're going to take all the pins out, and now the hat won't stay in her head because she's not going to have a hat pin. Yeah, or a pin head. <laughs> Well, we'll see what the listening audience has to say about that. Go vote for your favorite story here for episode 87, sickandwrongpodcast.com. Yeah, Martin, I was fucking checking out podcasts the other day. I checked out this thing called Sick and Wrong. It's got this D. Simon. He's a fucking Jew. A Jew? Yeah, a Jew, a goddamn Jew. On the internet? Absolutely, they got him on the internet nowadays. They're everywhere. Yeah, they are. I even saw one at my bagel shop. But then, aside from that, that other, that that Lance Wackerly character, his co-host, I don't know what the fuck he is, but I think he's a black Amishman from from the Dutch country. I have no idea what's going on with him. That's worse than being a Jew. Absolutely it is. But let me say this, they're two good-looking men. As opposed to the two of us, we're ugly as sin. But that doesn't stop us from having our own goddamn show. We have our own goddamn show. You know what the name of that show is, Martin? Can you tell me the name of the show? Tell it to me right now. From the Ville with Martin and Steele on FromTheVille.com? Sounds good to me. Is that it? Sure. All right, log on to FromTheVille.com right now, right here, any place, anytime, anywhere, and you can listen to Martin and Steele on FromTheVille.com and fuck the guys that's sick and wrong because we're funny. Well, people, it's uh, nearing the end of the show, and as usual, we tend to get to listener email. Um, a lot of people have been sending emails, Podcast, hotmail.com. We try to get to everybody. We're rather egalitarian here on the show. But If you write a boring, boring email, we're not going to talk about sadly, it. Sadly, there's just not enough time. So, um, so, you know, this always cracks me up when we get emails from couples that listen to the show. Right. And so they, have, they share the same email. So Greg and Michelle share the same email, and they send us stories. Yeah. I find that funny because if I ever get married, I'm not sharing the same email address with my wife. No. I mean, I got to share fluids. I got to share a bank account. I got to share a living space. I'm not sharing the same email. Plus, I'm how sorry. are you going to pay for porn and stuff? That's all. All the receipts are going to come to your common email account. And then she's going to know everything. <laughs> yeah, screw that. I don't know. So Greg and Michelle uh, sent us an email here. I believe they're Canadian, and so we were talking in the last show, do they even have, like, murder law? What are the murder laws in Canada? Yeah. Weren't we confused? Right. Which is uh, somebody got off fairly for common some, here Somebody got show. off for something, uh, a very lenient charge for murdering somebody, I believe. Yeah, something like that. So I think we were talking about um, penalties for murder. So they clarified this here. The maximum penalties for murder are first-degree murder, mandatory life imprisonment, without the possibility of parole for 25 years. So it's very similar to the states, isn't it? Well, no, because we have the death penalty. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the but, main difference. But what about the states that don't have the death penalty? Yes. Yes, yeah. mandatory yeah. life. You're gonna in go prison. to jail for life. You're never gonna get out. You're never gonna have a possibility of getting out. That's if you, if you can't kill somebody, that's the worst thing you can do to them. 
So the second, it's actually, I think, worse than being I think executed. it's worse than death. Yeah, because at least death, you get to like escape it. So the second degree murder here, uh, the charge in Canada is mandatory life imprisonment without the possibility of parole for 10 to 25 years. Uh, manslaughter, you get maximum life imprisonment. If a firearm was used to commit the offense, the minimum penalty is four years in, in prison. And for infanticide, you get a maximum just five years. So I guess you can like kill as many kids as you want in Canada, only go away for five years. Well, they might stack them up. <laughs> if you killed like 20, it might be 20 to 100 years. But what cracks me up about this email, they kind of further clarified our, our questions about living in Canada by sending in a pie chart, which um, basically detailed what minority, like the uh, breakdown of minorities. See, this is what this is what Canada's all about: sending pie charts to podcasts. <laughs> no American would ever do that. They depict visible minorities in Canada, but did you notice like blacks were like what half a percent? Yeah, well, like two percent or black, something. Black people in general don't like the cold, and much of Canada is very frigid. Yeah, I imagine much much Canada is pretty cold. But I was kind of surprised they have so many Chinese people there. Yeah, that maybe is that's weird. why infanticide's only five years. Yeah, well, that could be <laughs> maybe. You know, do you think Greg and Michelle listen to the podcast together? Like it's like a weekly ritual? I would think so. You think so? Yeah, I think they do that instead of having sex with each other. You think other. it's a form of foreplay? No, I don't think they have sex with each other. <laughs> I, think they just, I think it is the thing. <laughs> so, okay, so you're saying in, in lieu of sex, they listen to Sick and Wrong. Maybe mutually masturbate while they listen to it. I, could, I can understand that. Actually, I've done that a couple times myself. You mutually masturbate with yourself? <laughs> well. Do you pleasure your penis and your butthole at the same time? Me and my gerbil. <laughs> I call that mutual masturbation. <laughs> well, thanks. He's not into it so much. <laughs> let me tell you that. Thanks, Greg and Michelle, for uh, clearing that up for us. Uh, we got another email here from Matt who says, I've always found it funny that uh, chin chin means cock in Japan. It's also what well-to-do English say before drinking, i.e. chin chin down the hatch. I never knew that. Is this a non sequitur? Did we say chin chin? Did we talk about? Chin yeah, well, chin? we were talking about the Japanese guy that fucked the manta rays and the other sea creatures. Oh yeah. He kept saying okay. chin chin, and right. we didn't know that that meant yeah. uh, penis. I didn't put two and two together. But it does kind of crack me up that uh, the well-to-do English say chin chin down the hatch. Well, they're all inbred, also the aristocrats. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So we've got another email here from uh, Luke in Belgium. He says, "Hi there. I've been listening to your podcast. All right." But I'm a bit behind. Recently, I've listened to number 57 or so. Anyway, maybe you haven't seen this one before, but uh, this website, MaryOurDaughter.com. You can buy them when they're cheap and sell them when they're 17. That's what I'd do. So have you seen that website, Mary Our Daughter? Is he talking about like futures trading on these chicks? No. Commodities? At first, I was kind of excited. If you go to the website, MaryOurDaughter.com, there's a bunch of like hot chicks or like... You know, 18, 12. 17. I didn't even know you could do that. But after you actually start looking at it, I don't know if uh, Luke actually, you know, really explored that website. But if you look at it closer and you read the frequently asked questions or the testimonials, it's bullshit. It's got to be. It's got to be bullshit. I call hoax on it. Although, uh, you got to admit, it. Well, I think what they're trying to say is, like, they want to go back to when you paid a dowry for a kid. Right. But I don't think they – did they ever do that in this country? Yeah, back in the day, in the colonial times, you know, and in the, the frontier settlers, I'm sure they did it too. Well, I don't know. I, you know, I always like it when fans send in uh, cool URLs, but that one, it's bullshit. I mean, maybe somebody could prove us wrong. Maybe somebody will write in and say, you know, I bought my bride off of that, and uh, here's a picture of her with a ball gag in <laughs> 
Finally, here we got an email from uh, Todd who sent in the Sickerong song of the week. It's a, it's uh, by the Violent uh, Femmes. I Todd hope you Rule. got fat. It's a pretty good song. I bet well, we just listened to it. So it sounds kind of cool. I didn't realize it was the Violent Femmes though. Yes, I think so. Well, he says D fucked up with his chick in New York, so here's his only chance to amend the situation. Well, actually, actually, I didn't really fuck up. We're still together, so uh, it wasn't that big of a deal. You're but, always um, kind of on the edge, though. You're almost you're almost always about to get dumped. Yeah, based but, on your just random shenanigans that you're constantly engaging in. But if you ever do get dumped, this is the best song to send to your girl that dumped you. Yeah, I think you're it's right. It's got to be. Actually, there's a Weird Al one, too, about uh, I'd rather jump into a pool full of razor blades than spend more, one more minute with you. That's a good one, also. That sounds pretty good. Well, Todd, uh, thanks for sending in this song. I hope you got fan from the Violent Femmes. That's the sick and wrong song of the week. People, uh, make sure you stay tuned. We'll be back with episode 88 next week. And I think we might actually have my brother on that week talking about the uh, Folsom Street Fair, which is coming up. Ooh. That's going to be great. And uh, hey, thanks for everyone for voting at Podcast Alley. If you haven't already, go click on the link on our website. We already have like over 60 votes. We're uh, definitely in the top 20. Not going to beat manager tools, though. Yeah, maybe not. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? Maybe we should switch formats and start talking about how to manage people, how to lead, how to middle manage. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it, it might be a good winning strategy. <laughs> well, until next week, take it sleazy. I hope you got fat. <laughs> I hope you got really fat. Cause if you got really, really fat You just might want to see me come back I hope you got fat Help me out Hey, I don't care I don't care How heavy Uh, 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 but it